Welcome to One Tired Teacher, Episode 76, the biggest takeaways from Elementary StemCon 2020. So today I'm going to talk about this amazing virtual conference that just wrapped up probably around Tuesday and the Oh my goodness, the energy was contagious and exciting and we learned so much and I want to share a little bit with you. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so I just finished with the most amazing, most amazing conference, probably that I, one of the best that I've ever been to in over 22 years in education. And I'm very proud to have been a part of it and to have been a presenter at Elementary STEM Con 2020. It was incredible. It was hosted by Carrie Tracy. And, and she is just unbelievably amazing. And I got a chance to work some, with some, some outstanding STEM educators and resource developers and content creators and think thought leaders. And oh, it's just, it was really just an incredible experience. And it took place, it started last Friday, which was, what was the date? It was the 25th or 24th of March. That's when it started. So we went from Friday, it was supposed to be a two day conference. It was Friday and Saturday, March 24th and 25th. And I talked about it I had a bunch of presenters on the show leading up to it. I talked about it. I shared about it because I really wanted everyone to have the opportunity to come because we did it for those two days. But it ended up really going until Tuesday because we had so much bonus content. It was really unbelievable. So there were 28 sessions on various STEM topics, anywhere from STEM challenges to the three levels of STEM which was very helpful for a lot of people to understand. Podcasting in the STEM classroom, every classroom needs a makerspace, green screen, um, how to deal with failure and, um, and, and, you know, oops, oopses along the way and all like how to create a STEM activity, even in social studies. There was just so many amazing topics. There were 28 topics. And so we had, you know, 28 presentations. We also had a live Facebook group where we had an amazing 4,000 people, over 4,000 people, educators from all over the country and all over the world. Every single state was represented except for two, and um, which I thought was crazy. I'm like, what happened in those states? And then we even had multiple country, different countries. So it was really incredible. We, we had live panels and we were talking about post-pandemic you know, education, what it could, what it will, what it can or could look like. We talked about, you know, makerspace, we had a panel on makerspace, we had a panel on higher level thinking. We had um, some interviews with Andrea Betty from that wrote Rosie Revere Engineer, which I did hint at that one too. We had uh, some, just some amazing people on in the Facebook group talking and sharing all kinds of 
of information. It was just truly amazing. And so I want to share with you a little bit, a few of the takeaways that that I that I read and I listened to in the comments in the conference site, and also in the Facebook group. It was just an unbelievable situation. So let me just share some of the things that I heard. Because I think sometimes I know, I know you're like, wait a minute, I missed it. I didn't have a chance to go. I meant to sign up and I didn't sign up because there was just no better price. It was $39. And which is like a steal. You could get two pizzas with that. And in this case, you had, you know, 28 sessions and all these, all this extra was just really unbelievable. And it was tons of prizes and tons of um, things that were given away by presenters. I gave away material in my, both of my sessions and my podcasting or podcasts for in the STEM classroom, as well as every classroom needs a makerspace. I gave away things in those sessions just for going to the session. So and I know a lot of presenters did that. So it was just really unbelievable. And again, if you're thinking, wait a minute, I've missed this. I didn't get a chance to go. What in the world? Well, normally, we would say you have to wait till next year, because yes, we're going to make this an annual thing. So we're really excited about that. And how we're going to top this year, we don't know, but we will top this year. Um, We just met last night to discuss it. But we're going to offer a special, oh yeah, get ready for it, a special, just in case you missed it, last chance, a second chance opportunity to, to get the conference to actually get a chance to hear all the conference you won't get a chance to be in the Facebook group that is closed that is done that's a pop-up group that occurs for the week of the conference so you won't be able to live that energy that that we had but you will be able to comment inside of the conference and you know people that the presenters will be able to respond to you and you still have access to every single session and all the live panels that occurred. Nothing will be live. It'll be recorded now because you missed that part. But this, but still your opportunity to gain all the information that people gathered from this incredible experience. So if you're interested, then I'm going to link to this, link to this in the show notes. It's bitly, bitly.com backslash Deborah STEM con 2020. And I will link to that in the show notes so that you can find it because if you register on my link, you automatically get a makerspace literature and makerspace moments in literature bundle where you'll get three different activities to go with some of my favorite books. What do you do with a problem? What do you do with an idea? What do you do with a chance? So you get the the activities for free immediately. So just that's just gets you started with three makerspace. And guess what? I give another makerspace away in my makerspace um, session. So that would be four makerspace moments in literature, which is pretty cool. So if you're interested in that second chance, last chance, there's no more chances after this, because that is it. And it really took some arm twisting to even consider doing a second chance, because I know we won't do that next year. Next year, it will be one chance and that's it. So if you're interested, you definitely want to want to sign up. So let me tell you some of the things that people were saying about elementary STEM con 2020. So Elaine Waugh was saying before the elementary STEM con Facebook freezes in time, I want to say thank you. Thank you for coming up with the idea to create an online conference. Thank you for having a vision to execute it this way. At our pace and the comfort of our own home, thank you for connecting with the amazing presenters 
each so genuine and personable, always willing to answer our questions. Thank you for being a patient as we ask the same question over and over again. Thank you for hearing us when we didn't think we could watch all the sessions to give feedback to be included in prizes because you know prizes. And thank you for your time. I can only imagine the amount of time and collaboration it took to pull this off. This conference has truly been a gift of riches. Thank you. Ah, I love that one. Elena, that's so sweet. It was such a sweet thing for her to say. Another person, Pam. Pam says, in my 30 years of teaching, this was the best format for a conference. Being able to go at my own pace has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. Leanne says, love this format. I get to see all the conferences still not done. Take note, go take note, go back, check out what I wanted to see again. And I didn't miss one because they weren't, at, they weren't at the same time. Still not through with them all, but thank you for this idea. I hope others follow this idea. Don't get me wrong. I love to visit and meet with like-minded people, but this allowed us all to meet and to add and with no added travel costs. You all were very smart to set it up this way. Thank you. Julie says, this is my, tw- this is my 23rd year te- teaching and I have never attended such a well-organized thought out conference. I got more information from just the first day of this conference than I have ever gotten about STEM, makerspaces, and science in general. Thank you, Carrie Tracy. She was our host. Amazing. And everyone involved for putting this together, keeping your cool and making this so helpful. Carrie, I think I'd like to be your new BFF. You are so well-spoken and lead with grace. Well done. I agree. And I'm right there with Julie. I am like, yes, Carrie, I need you to be my new BFF too. Luckily, we are friends. And so I'm very happy about that. But you know, you just you feel it. She just bleeds stem. So it's, it's amazing. Susan says, Julie, I so agree with you and about getting more information in just the first day of the conference. And I have ever gotten about all those things too. This conference was really the highlight of not only my past week, but my career in general. Carrie, you are truly awesome. I'm so glad that I could become one of your kids this past week. They are so lucky to have you. Even though I didn't win any of those awesome prizes, I feel grateful to have just been in the presence of such awesome educators. Thank you for a job well done, which I thought was incredible. And there's so many more comments like that. That was the best part of it. And I was really lucky because in my session, every classroom needs a makerspace. All of a sudden, I'm like reading through the comments and answering the comments. I'm responding. And then I get this comment that was talking about, like, I got to have you as a teacher. You And now I'm learning from you again. And I'm like, what? And I stop and I look and I look at the name and it was one of my former students. Oh my goodness. It was crazy, which makes me sound so old. But I'm like, I had her in second grade. Now she's going to school to be a teacher. And she came to the conference and she responded to the comments. And I felt like my heart was so full. I I cried. It was it was unbelievable. Um, Let's hear a few more positives. Jennifer Cupper or Jennifer. I'll just say Jennifer. I couldn't have said it better myself. I did. I did the day one videos today and took copious amounts of notes. I was laid up with a bad back and last weekend was just down and totally forgot I'd signed up. This whole online learning has not been all that essentially or 
has not been all that, especially since my class is now optional. So it's not been good for this person. But today, as she's watching, she's re- she's her enthusiasm has been rekindled after watching today's videos and and panels for looking forward to watching more. So this person was is having like a hard time with distance learning, which most of us are. And this really fired her back up. Let's listen to Melanie. She says this conference was the perfect dose of inspiration at the perfect time in the perfect format. Access to all this gold with no travel required? And since it's all recorded, it's way more likely to stick with you than slide decks and handouts. This conference format makes PD 10 times more impactful and accessible to teachers than anything else I've ever attended. I have skipped conferences in the past because they cost too much money or the timing was bad. Not the case with this one. Oh, so unbelievable. Isn't that unbelievable? So she's really like people are really were really excited. And here are a few that I just had to share because they were specifically talking about mine. So Amanda says I was so impressed with this session, which was my everybody needs a makerspace. I had attended a makerspace training before and all seemed so overwhelming. You explained it in a way that encouraged and motivated. I'm so excited to create a makerspace in my classroom this coming year. I can't wait to hear all about that. Amanda. So I hope that you share. Mike says, Trita, just finished your session. Who knew there were so many podcasts for kids? I am so looking into this as one way I can break into smaller groups in my makerspace. I am excited with all the possibilities. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and enthusiasm. And he was referring to both of my sessions. And so that was very exciting. And I just, ah, I love that. It's, it really does your heart some good to see that many people so excited about something. So if you missed it and you want a second chance, you can still you can still check it out. And it's amazing. So let's let's listen to some of the takeaways because I think sometimes when we listen to people's takeaways from a learning opportunity, we really get to see some of the things that stuck out. And we also can learn just from their takeaways. So Christine says, start small and build. Procedures are still important. There are science crafts and there are STEM activities. We had a lot of conversation about that in um, STEMCon 2020, talking about specifically higher level thinking and what it, what STEM really looks like and even a difference between makerspace and STEM and how makerspace can sometimes be really focused on the design, you know, engineering design process. You can completely incorporate um, science for sure and technology and math in a makerspace. So it can be like that higher level of thinking, but then it can also be just the beginning of dabbling in that in that type of thinking and that open-ended creative building constructing mindset so we did talk about that in the conference Bethany says don't be afraid to try stem is enriching and engaging but don't wait until you think you have everything perfect before trying amen Bethany Colette says my biggest takeaway from Friday this is specific, specifically talking about day one, was all of the amazing resources and ideas. I filled my Amazon cart and even made some great book purchases and items to start building my supplies for green screen projects. Everything was great. Inspiration and that is the real and and that the realization that there are many layers to STEM and that you all gave valuable info to incorporate this 
in the classroom, like how to incorporate STEM with history and make connections to students and STEM careers so much. We did have a, a, we did have a session, and I believe we even had a panel where we talked about like connections of, or maybe it was an interview, talking about STEM careers and the connections to that. And a lot of people talked about that, like that being really powerful and motivating to really help kids see the value of STEM careers. Jennifer says, my biggest takeaway is saving the research portion of the process until the end. I would get irked when my kids, with my kids when they would create something they saw online or in videos. There wasn't any creativity. Now with saving research till the end, I'm also now saving the solution to our problem until the end as well. Aha. So that was an aha moment for somebody and a definite realization. And how many of you do research first? How many of you are doing like giving like scaffolding, giving them that that information to begin with instead of letting them like jump in with a hands on activity, see what they already know and build from there. You've given them a purpose, something to think about. So Tracy talks about stop motion. We had a session on stop motion and she talks about green screen, green screen screen in the classroom is so awesome. I talked to Anita Goodwin last week on or not last week, the week before on the show. If you missed that, I'll link to that in the show notes as well, because we had a great conversation about the T and STEM, the technology that was really fun. Brittany says, I really loved learning about the STEM challenge cycle. This was helpful to see how to break apart my time when doing different challenges. I also liked learning to do the challenges twice. I never thought about it. And I love the idea of incorporating that. Adding more STEM picture books to my library, teaching collection was great. I liked the different activities posted. I am now going to incorporate different ways to add STEM throughout my school from one of the sessions. Indoor recess, genius. <laughs> the seven STEM challenge myths, conceptions, and missed opportunities was so great. So she's specifically talking about sessions and she's also talking about um, some really cool things that occurred and like thinking about STEM in a completely different way. Uh, Let's see, what's another one that I can share with you? Oh, coding, we had a session on coding, which was really like an an unplugged coding, which was really interesting. Brooke um, Brown did that. And that was really good. It was excellent. We did talk about incorporating literature into STEM activities. I know Brooke talked about that as well in her session. And I also talk about that in my session on every classroom needs a makerspace. So that was exciting. Um, Tiffany says journey to STEM through storytelling, a whole new world will be created for my littles to work on STEM themed missions to help our main characters all year long. Oh, someone was talking about STEM assessment and how they saw five different ways to assess STEM through observation, student reflection, rubrics, and formative assessment. So helpful. And then here's a a massive takeaway, like they really summed up the conference. So I want to share that and then I will wrap this up. So Courtney says, I've really been enjoying taking the time to go through the panels. I feel as though they are such a great way to integrate the individual sessions and topics. The discussions among the panelists are also really helping to solidify the information. Here are my big takeaways from Sunday's panels. Be the change. If anything positive comes out of the pandemic, hopefully it is that our school systems will improve for the better. Standardized testing and funneling every student into categories does not facilitate lifelong learning and critical thinking skills. As teachers, we have the power to make sure that our students come first, not the numbers. It is important that we voice our opinions to administrators and then stand by our beliefs. 
Not only will this benefit our students, but this will also benefit us as teachers. It will remove a layer of toxicity and replenish our creativity when we remove the constraints. I'm excited to hear that because I was part of that post-pandemic pan um, in education panel, and that was so powerful. Oh, my goodness. Um, with Dr. Van Venderhoven, I don't know how to say it right. It's Her name is Yen. Like she's a friend. So and then saying her last name, oh, it just messes me up. Um, but she was amazing. And then um, Michelle was another part of that. And she was really incredible, too. I actually didn't feel smart enough to be on that panel. I'm like, what am I doing on this panel? But it was ended up being a really great conversation. Some more of what Courtney says is, while it's important for children to learn, it's just as important, if not more so, for them to grow as individuals. We can use STEM in our classrooms as an opportunity for our students to grow as individuals, grow in collaboration, and grow emotionally. It is not just the brain, but the heart that, that we as teachers are feeding. Play is super important. I'm so glad she says this because I really kind of went off on that subject on the Makerspace panel. (laughs) Too often play is taken away in in order to allow more drilling time. Students do not learn the same and they certainly will not form lasting memories through drilling. However, humans naturally learn through play. By building learning experiences into play, children will form more concrete memories and facts as well as be better able to process information. Play is also just good for the soul, the heart, and the mind. It's a chance to breathe. Makerspaces can use high-tech equipment as well as no-tech equipment. Do your best with what you have access to. Strive to build upon every year, but do not stress or give up because the starting is hard. Go for it and you will see the benefits and allow it to guide you as you continue to grow. It is important to foster inclusivity and highlight it as well. Draw in resources, speakers, books, etc. of people from all backgrounds and types in order to inspire your students to see themselves. The gaps in the achievement will closely will close naturally as children become inspired and feel that they belong. Oh, so good. Allow your students the time to process information. Everything or everyone does so differently, walking, writing, building, etc. Help them discover how they best digest information and then push them to su- and su- or support them to take the next step. But remember that every child, just like a plant, takes a different time to grow. Be patient and don't punish them for growing at different rates. I She just summed up so many, so many different sessions and so many different panels that I am like, I have the chills. I think that is amazing. I'm going to end with one that I think um, was really like I, I that one. I, I should end with that one because that one's so great. But I really like Deanne's. And she says, my biggest takeaway was that there was opportunities in everything we do each day. You just have to look at it with an eye towards making it a STEM learning opportunity. The other big idea for me is it doesn't have to be fancy big, time-consuming, or expensive. It just needs to grab the kid's heart and their mind. (sighs) Amazing. It was amazing. It was like such an amazing experience. And it really did rejuvenate me and refuel me. It was, you know, technology and it was thinking and it was learning and discovery and creativity and thinking outside the box and pushing back against constraints. And it was like, felt like I found my people. So if this is something that you feel like is, hey, that's me, that's me, wait a minute, I I gotta be a part of that, then you've got to check out this last chance. It will only be on, even when this is playing, actually, when this episode airs, we will be 
about to shut it down again. It will have opened on the Monday and it will be closing tomorrow because my show comes out on Thursday. I'm recording this on the Saturday before we open on Monday we close on Friday. So if you're listening to this show on Thursday, and you know you only have Thursday and Friday left, you better get to it. Because on Saturday, if you're listening on Saturday, you've already missed it again, your second chance. And then you're going to want to make sure you you look around for next year. All right, this one tired teacher is excited and enthusiastic about thinking and learning and opportunities. I hope you are too. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.